What's up, everybody? This is the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert. My name is Brandon, and I am the expert. And I'm Ashlyn, and I was the betrayed. And I'm Kobe, the recovering addict. What you're gonna get is three unique perspectives on recovery and tools for hope and healing. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. All right, we are gonna start today with some reviews that we've had because we got a new a bunch of new ones over the holiday break. So, um, we have not read these out loud, so excuse me if I It's all good. Sound I do that all the okay. time. Um, let's see. I'm on my fourth time through. Everything Brandon, Ashlyn, and Kobe have to say is valuable. There is so much wisdom in their words. For so long, my spouse convinced me that everybody thought I was crazy, and I believed him. I believed I was going crazy. I've learned I'm not only not crazy... I am going I am going normal. Not healthy but normal when stuck in betrayed betrayal trauma. Getting all three perspectives, the betrayed, the addicted and the expert is what makes the podcast stand out. Nobody comes away from this feeling picked on. Both the betrayed and the recovering addict feel picked on equally. I mean both parties receive instruction regarding tools targeted specifically for their growth and how to help each other and respond to each other. Because of this podcast I can once again walk upright believing there is hope for my future and it's given me the strength to hope that one day my spouse will get the real recovery and not merely compliance as long as I am being what he wants me to be. Brandon's new site and resources are looking to be just as amazing subscribe and listen it will be time well spent that's, that's awesome rad. yeah that's really nice what the a legend thoughtful continues. Yeah. yes the legend yeah, the, uh, don't call me the legend <laughs> the expert is enough for me <laughs> I love it. if you haven't if you haven't noticed before well if you haven't heard it before we uh, read a review one time that literally called brennan the legend <laughs> yeah. yeah we agree um, he's a legend I what, what I liked, she said, I liked everything she said, but um, my favorite part of that was how um, she doesn't feel crazy. Like we, yeah. I, I hope that uh, this podcast, one of our intents behind the podcast is to let you know that you're not alone and that what you're going through with betrayal trauma, you know, when you're, when you're home, you're in the relationship, you're in the grind of it, you feel crazy, you feel hopeless, you feel out of control, um, you don't know what to do, and Hopefully, as you listen to the topics we talk about and the stories that we tell, you realize that you're not alone. Yeah, and you likely relate. I yeah, think on both sides for sure. <laughs> yeah, and if and if you're the one struggling with addiction, so you need to know too. It's like you're going to come here, you're going to get some quality content, but you're not going to get thrown under the bus. You're going to have empathy. You're going to have well understanding, and and um, I think that's a super important part. I mean, we judge ourselves enough. I did for so long. It's nice to have a place where. You know, you can call home where you can go and, and learn and not have shame. Right. 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 You you may have done crazy things or you may have <laughs> done harmful things to the relationship. It doesn't mean that you're bad and it doesn't mean and we do not believe that. We believe in compassion and love and moving forward. And we so, wouldn't be here if we didn't. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Shame has no place in uh, recovering. Right. So with that, let's introduce our topic for today. It's a good one. Yeah. Totally. I think it's a good one. It's a, it's an interesting one. It, it could trigger some things for for our audience. And we're, we're talking about why do affairs happen. Um, and we have a pretty good expert and another pretty good expert, <laughs> we'll say, right? Yes, that's true. 
from experience <laughs> and knowledge. And knowledge. And, let's just yeah. let's identify one is sad experience. That'd be me. <laughs> and then we have our expert here who's learned uh, who's learned clinically, vicariously, educationally, academically, all that stuff. Um, well, and I do. I see affairs. I work with people who have had affairs every single day, and there's. Um, all kinds of reasons why affairs happen. And I think it's helpful to break it down because in order, if you're working in a relationship and you want the infidelity to stop, um, I think it's important to know why it's happening and, and, and how did it develop into that. So, and, and maybe as we talk about these, you'll realize, well, I'm kind of a combination of some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> just let me break down a little bit as to the differences in, in the types of affairs that I see. Okay. That's good. Um, so, and, and then Kobe, I want you to speak to your experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it, your experience is interesting because I think you do have somewhat of a, of a mix. Okay. Okay. Um, so I see affairs happen. I see people have sex outside of their marriage. Um, sometimes I see it just as an act in their addiction. Okay. Um, they don't connect on an emotional level. It's lust-based. Just based. about the sex. They want to numb out with sex, and so they hook up with somebody, and they go. That th- their addiction has pushed them to a level of tolerance that looking at porn and masturbating doesn't do it's it for enough. them. And yeah. so the risk of going out and finding a real person and having sex with that person it has nothing to do with the relationship with that person. Um, they just are pushing the limit in their addiction. So there's that type of an affair. Okay. Um, then there's there's the, let, let's go to the extreme opposite, an emotional affair. Mm-hmm. Which, which was my first. Yeah, which is more, much more about the relationship and getting some need met um, outside of your marriage in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, emotional affairs are really confusing for the betrayed because the uh, the betrayer can say, well, I, I didn't cross certain lines, and so why are you so hurt? Which is exactly what I said. That was the fine line that I hung on. I to- people told me, you should you should get over this. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, like, well, nothing happened. Yeah, what did Kobe do? He's, he didn't cross those lines, right? But hang on. You did betray Ashlyn. I stumped right? all over those lines. Right. Well, and the way I was seeing it at that time was, well, he's looking at porn. So there's where he finds the physical part. And then he's with this other woman for the emotional. Like, what do you need me for? Right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a horrible question to ask, but I'm going to ask it just so, so we can think about it. Um, would you rather have your spouse just go have sex with somebody because their addiction has pushed them to that and it's a lust-based thing and they, they don't really care about the relationship with the other person? Or would you rather have your spouse go start a, an emotionally connected relationship with another person where they care deeply about that relationship? I mean... They both sound awful. They both totally of them do. are horrible, right? Totally do. Yeah. Awful. They represent and, and two different depths. And I don't know that I you think. can answer that. And I think that's exactly where it goes to... The whole comparison. Well, my husband actually had sex, or mine actually had an emotional con- like. There isn't. I mean, they both suck. <laughs> Betrayal yeah. hurts, right? And, and I don't want to. I don't want to minimize people who have been through worse things, oh, like yeah. minimize their pain. Mm-hmm. But betrayal hurts, and so um, uh, an emotional affair usually leads to a sexual affair, mm-hmm. right? A physical affair. 
And that, that's, that's how it starts, right? And so why does somebody go and have an emotional affair? It's usually harmless. I don't think they go into it with the intent, I am going to connect with this person. You, usually, unless you're on certain websites that promote this, yeah. Um, you don't go out and say, okay, I'm out to have an affair yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. I want that to happen. That, that never was the thought process for me. And, and, and I think the probably the more clinical um, answer to that question that you just asked um, is, is one that's super obvious for me now is I, the way that, the way that both of my affairs happen, but specifically the emotional one is, is I didn't have any boundaries. Right. And, and I've heard that. I mean, in and fact, I told yeah. him that lots of times. Like, like, right. but he was many, like, many, "You're many crazy. Times. You're controlling." For sure. But, but literally, I didn't. Un- I didn't understand. Um, I, I wasn't taught these, um, but I didn't understand that there was certain behavior that's okay, and there's certain behavior that's not okay. Not, not just with um, with the opposite sex, but just with people. But specifically in this particular case, even in a working relationship, right? right. Which is where that started. Um, right. There's behavior that that I did, that I exhibited that I was engaged in that was not okay in all kinds of ways. Well, and and people will pick up on that and they'll be attracted to that. So mm-hmm. affairs happen subtly. It's it's little things, you know, like a coworker flirts just a little bit, mm-hmm. and how you respond to that opens the door right. up or mm-hmm. it closes or it the door. It. Totally. Right? And it's very subtle and, and simple, but but people will respond to that, and people will test those waters with each other. Yeah. And and when people test it with you, if you're able to consistently just not give back that yeah. energy, yeah. Then then it's not going to happen. But if you allow it and you just indulge a little bit, and it starts to grow from there, right? Yeah. It re- it really requires vigilance to to make decisions before you get into, for instance, in the workplace. It, it 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 requires vid, um, like decision making and then vigilance, mental focus and consistent effort to be mindful of boundaries, but also to to keep boundaries and to identify what behavior is okay, and what behavior is not okay. Absolutely, like it takes constant vigilance. Absolutely, and I didn't have any of that. Right, <laughs> that's exactly why. That's exactly why it happened. Right, and and the women that that you were engaged in the affair with, they could feel that from you. They could sense that. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And then one thing led to another, to another, and the next thing you know, you're in this thing that you probably never thought that you would have been. Totally. There you were. Totally. Right? And you're you're engaged in it. So. Very very slow moving. Um, not with malicious intent, but the intent just kind of grew and developed one step, one step after another. Right. And then the lies start to happen in your marriage. The disconnection. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. So sure. what I'm curious about with you, Kobe, is the porn addiction mm-hmm. was present. Was totally, there. for sure. Um, the emotional affairs happened. Mm-hmm. Um, w- w- what type of affair would you say this was? I mean, it was obviously based in lust, your emotional affairs. Yeah, yeah. Because you were living in a fantasy land, mm-hmm. right? With, like, how this all can work and, right? But but did, did your porn addiction uh, in this, uh, how, how correlated is your porn addiction to your emotional affairs? That's actually a really good question. I don't know that I've actually spent time processing on that. Um, I, I know for sure that that looking at porn and and masturbating was uh, like fed the the desire. It it was the source of. It was kind of like it fed the desire from a carnal standpoint, like a, a lust based mm-hmm. standpoint. 
but at the same time, it also perpetuated the affair. So that was really kind of they perpetuated each other because I would feel shame about acting out in, right. with porn and masturbation. And then I would want to hide it, and then I would feel so uncomfortable when I'd see Ashlyn. And Ashlyn has these—I don't know if anybody. There's probably a fair amount of you that haven't seen Ashlyn, but Ashlyn has these amazing eyes that are really like the like the this the saying that says, "Your eyes are, are a window to the soul." And Ashlyn just has just just truth and light being beaming from her, and that's part of the reason why I fell in love with Ashlyn. But that was also equally <laughs> as vexing for me. me. <laughs> exactly. What, that's that's what made me shrink. Because as soon as I saw the light and the truth and just who you are, I seriously, Ashlyn, wanted to just run and hide. Made you feel so bad. I felt horrible and I felt deep, deep, Because you were shame. looking at porn, you're masturbating. Yes. It's like I'm I'm with a person like this, and and yeah, and yet this is how I'm this is how I'm betraying them exactly. How I am. So wow. that would perpetuate while at work and in stress, um, further conversations. Um, like pushing boundaries of what I knew. And I, and I think in the back of my head, like being really honest, I knew that with additional questions out, like personal questions, right? And in this case, there was kind of this mutual commiseration that, that existed with this with this other woman and I about our partners. So, yeah. what it, <laughs> oh, oh, that never happens right, in affairs. Exactly, right? It never yeah. happens in affairs. So, hey, you guys, as, as soon as anybody says to you, that, that they want to talk to you about their horrible marriage, mm-hmm. right there. What, what is that? What are they doing? That that's like a breach of boundary. They're they're like they're taking their marriage outside of their of their house. But it's a test to you. It's a test. That's to like, also oh, what it is. Yeah. Will, will, will he commiserate with me about mm-hmm. his, about my horrible marriage? Because if he does, what if he does that? That's that's the beginnings. That's the seabed. Then then, then yeah. I can find something about my spouse to empathize with and go back right totally exactly and if we both start to talk about how miserable we are mm-hmm. oh wait my marriage does suck you're, you're <laughs> saying something subtly to mm-hmm. the other person what are you saying yeah let, let's go hey, there let's what, talk about what that. about us <laughs> oh my what gosh. about like we be yeah good? yeah 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 my spouse <laughs> totally. sucks but you oh yeah, wow. you totally are totally yeah. We have, oh. look, and, and, and what's what's super weird about that, and, but in truth, though, I remember thinking back, looking just looking back on that, that it was, it was not a matter of, it, 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 I thought that that we had all this in common, right? Because we could talk very easily about stuff. But in truth, what it was is the common ground was that, that we were just commiserating. That you're missing, and, and I mistook that for like connection, right? And 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 um and and love and and and. Meanwhile, we're super disconnected from the, from at home. Right. And I do remember on multiple occasions, people have asked, why didn't you know? How did you not know? I'm, I knew, and I had promptings, like, something's off. Yeah. And I would ask, but... But you were so disconnected yeah. that... For sure. Yeah. You, because you, then it's like, is it the porn? Is it is it, is it is it the porn? Is it something else? Like, right. what is it? And all of a sudden, that's just a big, huge ball of mess right. that just has residual effect on the relationship. I think you just mentioned another reason for affairs, which is um, it's a cry for help. It's an unhealthy way to cry for help, yeah. but it's a cry for help. It's I, I'm miserable. I want something to change in my life. Yeah. And so I'll go blow up my life a little bit mm. and do this thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I can, I can do it and I can have some fun in the meantime, mm-hmm. you know, getting all the dopamine hits from what an affair will give you. For sure. Um, but it, it will change your current state of misery. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the part that I never had any foresight to think through is that this behavior, as much as you feel like that this is like nice, 
this is going to perpetuate more of the same, more of the misery, more of the shame that you're already experiencing. I've never heard anybody say, my affair was the most therapeutic thing I've ever done. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> you know, like, it fixed our marriage. It was amazing. Totally. No. Totally true. No. It can transition a marriage, and yeah. and and that's what it can it's be happened used for, for us. Good, right? But it is definitely not something that was. I've never a great recommended, thing. hey, one of you go have an affair mm-hmm. so, so that so that your marriage will heal. Right. Right. But but you're right. The pain of the affair can push you into finally facing um, the the heartache and the suffering mm-hmm. of whatever you're at, mm-hmm. and, and you can actually get to work. Yeah. So, but the affair itself. A cry for help, and, and I, I, you know, I often wonder, you know, someone who who's miserable in their marriage and they want to get divorced, they'll go out and they'll have an affair, um, so that they can it, it can end in divorce. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why don't they just go get a divorce and then go yeah. date someone new or whatever? And, and they just don't have the guts to 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 face the heartache of the divorce first. For sure, right? For sure. So. It's really interesting just thinking back on this, and I, and I think this is a really important thing to say and to share with everybody who's listening is is, is um, as shame-resilient as Ashlyn and I have, have become, there's, there's, there's st- and I know that that was me then, and this is me now, but there's still some, um, there's still some uh, I guess, residual effect, maybe some sorrow for, for the pain that was caused, I guess, that, that I'm actually like feeling right now, like, wow. That was really where that was. And, you know, it's not like we've, we spent, you know, loads of time processing. We've processed through this, so it's not a pain point anymore. It's not a source of shame for either one of us. Right. But it's still just like, wow, that's, that's where that was. Don't, don't misunderstand my laughs and my smiles through this because there was a time we couldn't talk about this. For sure. Right. For sure. So it, it's, it's, it's um, sensitive and tender as much as it's important for us to be able to speak openly and honestly about this because it, will, it could potentially help people to prevent what might be bubbling up right now. There might be someone listening to this right now who is at that precipice looking over the cliff saying, do I want this or do I not? Well, and if you can hear me out and, 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 and feel, my, feel the place where we were in, that might help you pull the e-brake and about face and walk away. Yeah, I was talking to a guy this week and um, we were just talking about um, some of the consequences of his affair mm-hmm. and he just broke down and he... he just started crying and he he was talking about how he wished that he never would have have gone there or done that and you know at the time when the the, the affair was developing he wasn't he wasn't thinking about the, these consequences he wasn't thinking about sitting in a therapist's office mm-hmm. looking at his divorce looking at sitting his kids down and looking them in the eye and saying look mom and dad are getting divorced yeah, he wasn't totally. thinking about those things and, you know, if, if, if you were to ask him now, he'd say, no way was that worth it. Yeah. No way is that's what I wanted. And, yeah, you just don't. The price to pay is, is so much. You, you, we're just blinded by it. Yeah. Totally blinded by it. Yeah. I want to I mention this, you know, it's okay for a man to have a relationship with a woman who's not his wife. It's okay for a woman to have a relationship with a man. She's not her husband, mm-hmm. but the relationship needs to be um, appropriate. It needs to be boundaried, right? Like, I I consider Ashlyn a good friend. Totally. Right? We have boundaries between us, mm-hmm. um, obviously, and they better just automatically be in place. Um, my secretary, my friends. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have some women who were my friends before I got married, 
and they were good friends. We'd talk about everything. And I'd say we were close, almost on an intimate level as friends. We could, But when I got married, the, those relationships changed. Mm-hmm. And so they're still my friends, but my relationship is different now. Mm-hmm. And... I have to I have to keep it different because yeah. I have to have those boundaries in place. So because I'm I'm going to stay faithful to my wife, right? Those so, have got to be front and center for sure, and that's I totally agree with you on that. Since all this has happened, it's been it's not just a matter of abstaining from that behavior, but it's just being really really vigilant of knowing exactly which boundaries are going to foster safety and trust. Absolutely, and just being vigilant. Right, you have those boundaries, but I don't want anybody to get the idea that. That if you ever talk to somebody of the opposite sex, that you're, you're heading down the to road toward sure. an affair. To be sure. Um, no, that's not the case. We live in the real world, right? Um, but be boundaried. Right. And One thing that's super simple, things that we do with other couples that are our friends, is like a group text. We group text uh-huh. the three of us mm-hmm. because right. why we don't need to talk one on one. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, hey, look, we're talking, we're laughing, whatever. To be sure, but That's we're all in on it. To be sure. Yeah. Another one actually that we just actually talked about this week, which is actually really important. I think now I'm just thinking about this is Ashley's like going, oh no, what, what did we talk about? But um, so I've got to go in for my annual physical, mm-hmm. and um, in years past. I wouldn't think anything about when I was in my addiction. I haven't had an annual physical since we started recovery. I want to be like super clear about that. And so I'm 40. I don't know what, what kind of um, you know annual physical that the doctor's going to administer. Poked and prodded. But yeah, totally, right? Poked and prodded maybe, right? <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but I told Ashlyn, I said, I want you to go with me to be in the room because with, with this female doctor – who also monitors my my hormones and so forth? It's like I I I want to have you there. Then a nurse doesn't have to come in. Kind of exactly. Right. So now all of a sudden, there's not two women in the room while I'm being examined, and right. and and that was that was a little bit that kind of took you back for just a moment. Right. Say because more about that. Because Cody used to find opportunities to be in a room right. with women right. where he could be naked. Take or, advantage. Yeah. Of it. I was a waxing model. At a, at a cosmetology school. This is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. So that meant that... The, no, the, the, it was... Wait, wait, wait. It, let me comprehend this for a second. Kobe was, was a, a waxing, waxing model at a cosmetology so school. So wax no, on you. on his right. parada parts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I would get waxed, a Brazilian wax, but the instructor would demonstrate how to do the wax. With and then multiple the students would women. Take, would, would take turns... And that was totally... It was so not okay. Like, I remember being like, Kobe, this is weird. Wait, this is while you're married? Oh. oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this is was... him in full addiction Addict mode. mode. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I thought no, so. No, 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 no. You're just a model. <laughs> just making money, right? A yeah, mo- exactly. It was... No, I was like, Kobe, this is not normal. He was like, I'm not doing anything. So, yeah, it's that's where I... When he asked and said, hey, will you go to the doctor with me? It was like... Oh, so different. Right? Like we, that's where we're at. Yeah. Right. He's, he's, he's got those boundaries now. Right. For sure. And he sees yeah. it. He doesn't need me to say, Hey, by the way. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we, and, and the interesting thing about it is, is like, wait. And the question came like, why, why are you putting this in place? And it's like, well, I haven't had an annual exam. I haven't had a physical in, since we've started recovery. And, and this is part of He also of has me not had boundary. a Brazilian. Yeah. I also have not been waxed. <laughs> Well, I, I'm not going to ask you to show yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad about that. 
<laughs> but but in truth, we just told some secrets. Exactly. Well, it's, it is. I mean, it's like seriously, guys. Yeah. I've shared a story of infidelity addiction for thirty-one years. Do you yeah. think that well, saying I got waxed for years is like an issue? No, it's not an issue for sure. But it's now it now represents a very clear boundary for me on what behavior is acceptable, what's not. Even to the extent of saying, Ashlyn, like you're coming with. Yeah, like right. put this on your schedule because this is what's important to me is that that we're safe. Right, right. And and you know what? I just want to say it's not Ashlyn's job to make sure that you um, that you don't have an affair. Right. That's your job. Yeah. But in this scenario, you're the one making sure that you don't. Right. Totally. So Ashlyn's not the one coming to you saying, "I'm going to come to the doctor with you because you might see a nurse." Yeah. It's you saying. I have the, and that that's what really creates safety in the relationship is that you're proactive in your own recovery Owning stuff. It. Yeah. Owning it. And looking ahead and planning ahead to say what's going to come. I mean, that's she's going to feel that from you. I hope so. Yeah, for sure. And especially um, looking back on Right? It, I think that was really I, at first Ashlyn gave me like the the 11s um when I when I asked her that and and actually she she took like 10 minutes and then she asked some follow-up questions. And I was like I know I'm not. I know this is like a, a, a worthy thing to ask for help for, but but it was just reflecting I had to on the past. Yeah. Like, right. what's the context? Why why now when this is what used to be the norm? I'm an well, internal. We know thinker. why that was the norm because I was in total addict mode, and she's right. like, "Oh, dude, seriously?" And like, yeah, that's. But this is where we are now. Right. Right. That's good. Yeah, you're a boundaried man. So boundaried man. Yeah, and honestly, it goes back to what I think when he had relationships. Um, at work, it mostly was at work with Kobe. Um, you know, you spend most of your day at work away from your family, and he worked with a lot of women, mm-hmm. so it was that kind of situation. But when they were texting or calling after work hours, I remember saying, Okay, like there needs to be a boundary. Something's where, going on. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you need to say, I'm not available once I'm out, gone from the office. Um, when he started like hiding his phone, like text messages, if there's things that you're not comfortable showing your spouse or talking about with your spouse or, Hey, I went to lunch with somebody. Those are, you should be questioning, like, why am I hiding this? Yeah. Yeah. Ask yourself right now. Could you hand your spouse your phone and and have him or her go through everything? Even if nothing's happened, if there's question of like hiding, it's, it's down the wrong path. Do you feel really uncomfortable when they have have your phone? Or like you meet your wife comes in and you meet this other the, girl comes into the yeah. office and you start squirming in your chair. Right. Uh, 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 and I think what's super important to remember through this is that even like even some of those texts that that I would take at night because they were just people who had specific needs. Not that their hair was on fire, but they're like, "Hey, what do I do in this situation? What do I need here?" Asking questions or needing help. What's re- they were all innocent, and I can remember those specifically. But I also remember how defensive I felt about innocently helping somebody else. But it was also a byproduct of not being boundaried and not respecting our time together. And but, so, but, but here's the thing, Kobe. What you said might have been innocent, but they weren't all innocent. Your intent, Because you wouldn't have felt kind of defensive and uncomfortable if it was just innocent. You had some kind of emotion behind those things. Right. Yeah, it's probably true. It, yeah, because it was on the heel. I mean, this was this was after this was years after the emotional affair, and so I probably was piggybacking still. And this was before we started, obviously specialized therapy. But I'm sure I was still piggybacking on the. Oh, here we go. The the controlling Ashland again, where I wasn't honoring and recognizing in any way right. the betrayal trauma that you had experienced. And um, again, it's like as, as innocent as you, and I'm just speaking to the dude out there who maybe doesn't have boundaries right. and receives phone calls or texts or Facebook messages or whatever it is after hours. It's like 
I assure you, the safety and the trust that you really want to have that you need for your for, with your partner is not worth compromising for any message that anybody else right. needs to have answered. Right. Is, none of that's none of that's worth it. And as innocent as it might be, let it be innocent, and let it be innocent when you answer it the next day, right? When it's time to go to work, right? All that stuff can wait. Exactly. Awesome. So, you guys, the moral of the story is don't go have an affair. Yeah. Right? Um, yes. If you're struggling in your marriage, then um, address those things with healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. um, with professional help. Um, but don't, don't go out and do something that's going to that's gonna cause you more shame and, um, and really hurt the other person. And if you have, um, um, healing from an affair isn't impossible. Right, Kobe? Totally. And... Um, and, and Ashlyn, it's not impossible. Right. And um, you can heal, but both of you have to be willing to do a lot of hard work to rebuild that foundation, the trust, after the affair has happened. Yeah. One so. of the most um, respectful things I thought was a friend came over a couple months ago and just said, I haven't done anything yet, but I'm having feelings. And I, like, I need help. I need boundaries. I need to know what what I'm feeling, right? I need to figure this out. And I think it's cool to come and when you're mindful enough to recognize like, oh, we went from a group text with this, my friends, the couple of friends I have to now it's a single one-on-one text with my friend's husband. And this isn't okay. I'm connecting. I'm starting to feel a friendship forming. Right. I, you know, I was telling you earlier, I I worked as a, a hospice social worker for a year and it was me paired up with another woman who was having marital problems at the time, day in and day out, eight hours a day. We'd have lunch together every day. And, and my wife and I had some really healthy conversations, I think, where we just talked about if there was ever any feelings or that I could talk to her. And luckily there wasn't. I, there wasn't an attraction there. But if I, if, if I did have that, what I would need to do is bring that to the surface and own it mm-hmm. before I just kept it inside and then started breaking down these boundaries at work, right? right. And so, yeah, to be able to talk openly with people that you trust um, can, can kind of nip it in the butt a little bit. Right. So there's, um, there's a couple of thoughts on this, too, is that one of the things that I didn't do um, when either of these affairs took place was think about the idea that this, this woman had a family, there, this is this is about more than just just my wife and the effect that it had on her, but it's also about the the, the other person's partner mm-hmm. and the effect that that had on on him and maybe their kids, their relationship, and the collateral damage, the betrayal that that the dude experienced, and right. and that's something that's never thought through, but it is a very very real thing. And so if you can think through this and and just realize that there are many lives that will have. Um, dramatic effect because of this that might help you realize okay this isn't worth any of the efforts i want to just again pull the e-brake about face and walk away from well i think you're not saying that to make people feel bad that's not why but Mm -mm. but if if you're in an in an affair then you're probably in a lot of denial about the consequences totally and so think through those consequences if you're going to choose to to be sure and it doesn't matter what kind of picture it's interesting too because it doesn't matter what kind of picture that's been painted about the person that you're having the affair with about their partner right it doesn't matter what what the the one-sided story that you're only hearing 
hating there on, is the, hating on the partner is just justification to do. Indeed. It just yeah. adds, yeah. it's just, yeah, well, you know, he deserves this because he's a douche or, you know, whatever right. it is. Um, that's just not, that that's not true. That's not reality. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't take away the consequences of right. it. And um, I think that's just a, a super key piece of this to, to consider um, along the way. Um, I had another thought and it totally slipped my mind. All right. Too bad. I know, right? Too bad. So sad. But ultimately, um, affairs don't have to happen, and they're simply because of a boundary failure. Actually, that's what it was, is, um, you know, really simple things to be able to put in place to, to protect you. Um, I, I think it's I think it's appropriate to, and then this is all under the topic, but having proper boundaries in, in uh, how you talk on the phone, in how you text, and how um, you email. Um, I think those are all things to consider on social what, media what, at absolutely. work. Like there's a lot there's of a lot different of places that, and maybe we could do an episode where we just outline specific boundaries yeah. that you have. Like those are that. super, super important. Let's do it. So. There's lots of those that can be put in place. And when put in place properly, you can go into any workplace with confidence knowing that you're going to be safe. And, and um, the spouse feels safe. Yeah, right. for sure. Which is, which is super important too. So. Anyways, guys, if you've enjoyed any of this, if you've if you've taken anything away, please share this. This is this is kind of like the really uncomfortable one to be able to share, but it's also one I think that's super important for people to to hear. So you can you can share this in a private message um, if you if you would like. But um, more than that, too, we'd love to hear any reviews that you've got. So hop on iTunes. You can very easily leave a review because uh, the more people that review this podcast, the more people share it, more people find out about it and get the the hope and help that they need. Awesome. Stay safe and sober, you guys. We'll see ya. Peace out.